0: Good day, listeners. Dr. Fiona Lovely here. This is Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. I hope everyone's well this week. Uh, First thing I'd like to say is it's a long weekend here in Canada. It's our Thanksgiving weekend. So if you're Canadian and you're listening to the podcast, happy Thanksgiving to you. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, I'd also like to mention that there's a whole lot of you that have commented on the uh, meditation podcast I did a couple of weeks back. Thank you for that feedback. Always helpful. And I try to uh, bring you information each week that is going to be relevant to what women are talking about, potentially what's going on in current events, what you need to hear when I've got my finger on the pulse when I'm in the office during the week talking to my patients. So really the inspiration for this week's podcast actually came from more of a current event, um, if you will. Uh, I've spent some... I'm trying very hard to stay away from the U.S. election news, Um, but you know it's hard. I live in North America, so I do see it. And uh, my husband's American, so I do... um, I, I suppose, have a an interest, let's say. And the interest is in making sure that we progress as a society. That's how I feel about uh, life in general, really. So the news today is about a certain candidate and his uh, vulgar, slanderous, and obvious rape culture uh, rant that was caught on video. And... I was just so sick to read what he said that I actually had tears. I thought, my God, what? (laughs) I thought we had come farther than that. Uh, It's shocking to me that this kind of thing still occurs. So, and I couldn't care what color or flavor you are, your daddy was or whatever. This is not about party politics. It's about humanism. And, um, so I thought, what can I do today? What message, uh, can I bring my listeners that maybe are helping those of you that have suffered by being a woman, whether it was a, uh, sexual abuse in some format and, oh my God. We've all experienced something. Some women much worse than others, and so this is the this is the wound we carry. And um, let me see if I can give you a little bit of a message here about a woman's worth uh, in the world. So. Um you know really one of the things I'm looking at a lot these days is the topic of self-care. If you're a loyal listener, you know I talk about it a lot. I think about it a lot for myself um and I try every day to make healthy choices so that I can stay mentally balanced um as well as as physically. And um, sometimes it's easier than others, that's for sure. I'm a busy lady, like we all are. But, you know, here's the thing about busyness. We've glorified it. We value it highly in our society. Um, and unfortunately, I think what's happening for women is we use it as a badge of our, of our um, worthiness. As in, I'm worth taking up space because I'm busier than hell and maybe I'm busier than you. And we no longer value quiet time. And I think past generations did a better job of that. Certainly there are other cultures on the planet that actually do a really good job of valuing quiet time. And I think it is uh, a trend we need to bring back. We need to somehow glamorize it. So I feel that we need a self-care revolution. So often we don't take good care of ourselves because we don't feel worthy and that may be really, really deep. And at first you may have a defensive reaction when you hear me say that. But dig in there, sister. I have a feeling that you're staying so super busy that you don't take care of yourself because in the end... Do you really feel like you're worthy of the care? Some of us uh, are focused just on our families. It is our uh, biological calling, if you will, to take care of the little ones and certainly take care of our spouses and partners as well. And so, you know, that becomes um, another reason we stay away from our own self-care. But also, because our mothers for my generation anyways, were the first feminists, if you will. Um, They were the ones that burned their bras and took the birth control pill and had careers outside of just taking care of children, Um, which I think the job of the homemaker, the job of the child rearing, is the hardest job on the planet, no doubt. And um, for those of you raised by a good mother, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And maybe you are that good mother. Hardest job on the planet. And so for whatever reason, we felt we could do it and uh, a full-time career. And um, I hope that we're learning that, you know, something has to give. And what usually gives in that is caring for our own selves physically, uh, mentally, and spiritually. So the concept I'm going to talk about next is the concept that our society believes and reinforces that little girls should be three things, thin, pretty, and quiet. And in fact, when we're little, we get rewarded for being those things. We get attention for being those things. So we're getting taught in a, in a time where we're really um, soaking up in what's going on in the environment, how people are responding to us. And, um, you know, we learn early that that's the way we're supposed to be as females. First time I heard this concept, it was from Brene Brown. And, um, in one of her books, I'm not sure which one, but regardless, uh, a fascinating concept to me. I've just recently read it again in, um, Glennon Doyle Melton's book called The Love Warrior. If you have not read this book, you must. I think there's a lot of women reading it now because it is Oprah's, uh, book club of the month selection for October, September, October, 2016. And, um, she really, uh, I think gives a great example of how those things were operating in her life and the choices that she made in her life. So anyways, thin, pretty, and quiet. Um, I think as we get older, that uh, those habits of trying to fit into those um, buckets, if you will, of thin, pretty, and quiet um, really... We have to stay uh, suppressed and it dampens our spirit. But yet we are, again, um, rewarded for being the good girl, being the quiet girl. And so often what happens in this time is that you know, we learn that we look for outside clues that we're doing the right thing. And so often that need for reinforcement from the outside ends us in the hands of an abuser, someone who disrespects us either um, mentally or physically. And keep in mind, one in three women have been sexually assaulted. One in three that's a massive number. Look at, Think about your girlfriends, your sisters, your boss, your workmates, uh, the people in your exercise class. You know, that's a lot of women. And we're taught to stay quiet about it. Where we get slut-shamed if we speak about it. And somehow a sexual assault is our, is our fault. And we brought it on. And really all we were trying to do was be thin, pretty, and quiet. And um, so often that lands us in in the wrong hands. So really, again, our culture doesn't encourage us to speak our truth. Um, I can't think of a time ever where it's really encouraged in us unless we were raised by uh, a, an ultra feminist who said, you make your own money, you have your own career, you make your own decisions. But even then, there's nuances of it there that, that uh, because I was raised by one of those women, um, that y- you still have to try to fit in the box. I mean, how exhausting is that? We have spent decades trying to adhere to society's rules about what we should look like, what we should sound like, what we should be like. And frankly, I think it's just, I've just had enough of it. Um, I know that men have their own pressures in society and, and they're nothing, um, you know, they, they're, they're worthy too. Uh, of of investigation. Uh, however, this is a podcast about women for women by a woman so that we're going to stick to what's happening with us. So here's how this starts to manifest as we get older. Um, I think uh, in Glennon's book, she talks about college-age women. You either need to be hot or you need to be easy. So, um, and if you're not either of those, then we just don't really know what to do with you. And you end up in fringe groups. Maybe you're not in a popular group. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe you've never. I just think that starts the, or continues the pathway for us. Never really feeling right about who we are. Never really speaking our uh, speaking our truth or speaking up. And just being the women we were supposed to be. We were taught to be thin, pretty, and quiet Um, which then changes to easy and hot as we get older. And after that, once once we start having babies and or having careers, then we have to be the good girl. We have to make sure we dress appropriately. We have to make sure we stand up and act as a man would act when in fact, Um, you know we have a much different way of thinking we have a much more comprehensive and lateral thinking brain which means we really can multitask um, regardless of of what recent research says don't tell me that a mother with a toddler on her hip a baby in a stroller and a five-year-old running around cooking dinner can't multitask because I know she can I know she can multitask the hell out of it so um, women are the original and the best multitaskers. So here's how this starts to manifest when we have kids. Moms are really mean to each other. Soccer moms, dance moms, really mean to each other. You know, like, our, well, what does your kid do that my kid doesn't? And, you know, do you have them in enough activity? So we start teaching our girls really early that they need to stay super busy all the time because that is a woman's worth to society. That is where she also learns... To be reinforced, it's reinforced that she's thin, pretty, and quiet. But these, as little girls, we never learn where mom puts herself, except last. So we emulate it. We do the same thing when we grow up. And I want to see us break that cycle. I want to see authenticity become more uh, glamorous for little girls. Um... Yeah, Uh, I was a bossy little girl. So I was told, uh, I was told early that I, uh, um, I was never, it was never, she's going to be a leader. It's she's bossy and somehow that's bad. Again, we know it's because thin, pretty and quiet, right? I hope now we're encouraging little girls that have a voice, that speak out, that speak out against these societal norms, that Um, hey, she's going to be a leader. Let's encourage that. She's going to be different. Let's encourage that because that's what we need. So I really think that what happens, let's bring it back to menopause here. What happens at perimenopause is that we get now the hormones of a teenager um, and we have to try to continue to fit the societal norm of thin, pretty, and quiet. And it simply is... Unattainable. We can no longer stay quiet because we're so goddamn uncomfortable inside. And we're pissed off because for so many years we've put up with what other people have said and we've stayed quiet and we've done what society has asked us to do. And you know what? Now is the time that I want to start to feel. Uh, the way I want to feel. I want to live my days so that I can enjoy them because I've given decades to other people, whether it was kids or spouses or bosses or uh, jobs, whatever. Um, I think we need to sort of take that time back for ourselves. So and the other thing that happens is because of ageism in our society, Women at middle age are no longer considered pretty or hot or doable. I mean, just look at the news. You end up with a 22-year-old anchor with a 60-year-old man with silver hair sitting next to her because that's how society views the gender roles, is women are valuable when when we're young and pretty, and men are wise when they're older, and that's what's valued. So I I think it has to be us changing the culture because I think we've been doing this for so many generations now that it's not really men that are holding us in this place. Despite all of this election BS on on Facebook, etc. Um, I don't really think that's a whole other conversation. That's 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 one that needs needs um, <laughs> therapy and drugs, probably uh, um, antipsychotics. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I let my, um, I let that one sneak out. Sorry about that. Um, anyways, we, we really start to no longer be able to fit that, those roles of thin, pretty and quiet and perimenopause. And that's why, um, that's why this conversation of self-care comes up so much in my work, um, that's why every woman I speak to has a different excuse or reason why she doesn't take care of herself, even past the point where her kids are still living at home. So they've now gone off and have their own lives, but we still don't know how to take care of ourselves. And the wheels are coming off. So take 25% of what you do on a daily basis off the table, off the table. Just delegate it to somebody else. Um, start to dip into how you feel inside, what you want to do on a daily basis, how you want to feel on a daily basis, what you want to experience in the second half of your life, when you have the wisdom that has taken you decades to build up. This is the time. This is the time to figure this out. Uh, Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're eating well. You know, all the stuff I usually talk about. It's important. And, um, you know, I really thought this would be a short one today. (laughs) I can see it hasn't. Regardless, I hope it has resonated with you. And uh, know that in my heart, I want us to progress as a society. Um, I want us to get away from fear-mongering and back into the heart, um, operating from love and not fear, and know that there are, um, if you feel this way too, there are other people like me around the globe that want to create this, I don't know, can I call it a love movement? Maybe not. Start in your own backyard. The difference between where you are and where you want to be is self-love. And you can't do self-love if you don't feel worthy because you've spent your life trying to fit into thin, pretty, and quiet. Sister, throw off that cloak. It is old and moldy and it needs to go. And know that I love you. Know that you can continue this conversation with me anytime by emailing me, lovely at drlovely.expert. We have a Facebook page, Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, Facebook page, which you can also leave me a message there. And I've got some really fun things coming for you. So stay tuned and uh, make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter, which you can do through our Facebook page. And um, have a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.